0: got three different camps. You have a pre-tribulation, a mid-tribulation, and a post-tribulation. Uh, and in this video, what we want to talk about tonight is, while we believe, according to Scripture, that the church will be raptured pre-tribulation, uh, we'll go ahead and state that we're not here to bash anybody that believes mid-tribulation or anybody that believes post-tribulation we just according to what we have studied of the scripture and the way we understand it this is what we believe with the church that we will be raptured before the great tribulation and a lot of people say yeah but we're going through tribulation now but there's a difference in tribulation and great tribulation and just for the sake of it, for those of you that say, "Well, we don't even know that there's going to be a rapture," I'll kick it off with First uh, Thessalonians chapter four, uh, verses sixteen through eighteen, where he said, "For the Lord Himself, now." I get excited just off of the first part of that scripture when he says, for the Lord himself would have That means that what he's doing is so awesome, so powerful, and so important that he's not sending an angel. He's not sending a saint that's gone on before. Jesus Christ himself, who has been seated at the right hand of the Father since he ascended to heaven from his resurrection, has been seated there. He's coming off of his throne, and it says he will descend from heaven with a shout. He's excited. He's excited that he's coming. With the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall be with him The Lord always. Now, the word in my Bible, in the King James that I'm reading out of, New King James, is the word caught up. And I know people, well, see, rapture's not in the Bible. But the word harpazo, if I'm saying that correctly, and some of you scholars, I I may have butchered it. (laughs) <laughs> but according to the Strong's Concordance, that is where we get our word "rapture," because that word means to sn- to seize, to snatch away, to catch up, to take by force. Yeah. So that's where we get that word, and that's why we believe that the the body of Christ, the saints, will be called up before the great tribulation, and. You have in those three camps, uh, just to break down the three camps for you, uh, pre-trib, we believe that the church will be raptured before the Great Tribulation period begins. Mid-tribulation uh, saints or, or believers, they believe that the church will be raptured in the middle of the Great Tribulation, which a whole nother episode, but they'll, when the uh, great tribulation begins as a seven-year period, uh, a peace treaty that is made between the Antichrist and Israel. Three and a half years into that, that, that tri- peace treaty will be broken. And a lot of people for the mid-tribs, they believe halfway through, which is three and a half years That's when the rapture will happen. Post-tribulation saints believe the church will be raptured into the air to meet Christ and then return with him after the great tribulation. At the end, they'll go up in the air, meet him in the clouds, come back down, and he will establish his throne. But that's giving you just the the gist of all three. Uh, I encourage anyone watching, uh, don't just take our word for what what we say here. don't just well, well Pastor Wesley, Pastor Steve, Pastor Josh, they said it, so that's what I'm going to believe. Uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm and trust in what we believe, but you you take what we get and then you go study the scripture for yourself. Uh, I, I listen to other ministers, but I still go in and study the word myself. I don't just take it at what they said. And you know, I've studied the pre-trib, I've studied mid-trib, I've studied post-trib, and the only way for me, according to Scripture, that this thing works, according to Scripture, is that the church has to be taken away before the great tribulation can begin. And I'm going to start it with uh, the our kind of my I guess uh, bulk Scripture here. That I want to base this off of is in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter two, verses one through. We'll go down to about eight. 2 Thessalonians chapter two, verses one through eight. And uh, before we read that, we just again want to welcome everyone that's tuning in and watching this online. Uh, we appreciate your support, and we uh, we enjoy this time together in God's Word where we can open up the Scriptures and see what God reveals through His Holy Word. And uh, we also want you to do uh, your part in sharing the Gospel of Jesus Christ, and all you got to do is hit the Like button and share this on your social media. You can text it to a friend. Uh, but that's your way of spreading the gospel, helping us get the word of God out to people all across the world so that it can change their lives, because that's our desire is to see people's lives changed by the power of God. Now, nonetheless, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse 1, he says, now, brethren, now, automatically, when he says, now, brethren, he's talking to the church. But he says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had already come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless... Now, here's the first thing. Unless the fallen away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things and now you know What is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time? For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains would do so until he is taken out of the way. And then... And then, that's after, the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with his breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Now, when you look at verse seven, it says, For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Now, what he's talking about here in lawlessness, some translations say the Antichrist or Anti Spirit. It's talking about the Antichrist that will come on the earth. The spirit of the Antichrist is already here working. He's been working since Genesis 1. The Antichrist spirit has always been here. Now you can look in the day and age that we live uh You know, it's more prevalent now. I think he's turned the volume up, so to speak, on uh, the things that he's doing. But it says that he cannot fulfill his work until that which restrains has been taken out. That which restrains, some people say, well, that's the Holy Spirit. But see, the Holy Spirit is not taken out. God is omnipresent. God's presence is even in hell. Mm-hmm. You, you can't take God out of something. He, he's there. The Holy Spirit, in a sense, yeah, I'll give you that and say, well, it is. But who's he worked through on the earth? Us, the church. But So it has to be that the church, I, I heard a minister say this, and I agree. The answer to answer that question, who's been the hindering restraint against abortion? the church. Who's the hindering restraint against divorce? The church. Who's the hindering restraint against homosexuality, transgenderism, the church? That has we're the hindering restraint. We're what's keeping the world from becoming completely lawless. We're keeping that for well, it seems to be a small amount, but we're keeping a, a small amount of sanctity in the in the earth because we're still here. So until that's removed, the antichrist cannot come fully on the scene. So that's why, out of just those uh, few passages of scripture, uh, we believe that the church, which is the hindering restraint, has to be taken away before the antichrist can come in and do what he needs to do. That's
1: right. Uh, in Matthew chapter five, verses, uh, I believe it's. Uh uh, 13 through 16 talks about uh, you know the church Jesus was talking there and he said we are the salt of the earth mm-hmm. and uh, you know and then on uh, down he says and you're the light of the world and he talks about the salt what good is it if it's lost its saltiness? It? Mm-hmm. Is it it's good for nothing but to be cast out mm-hmm. and trodden under the foot of men and then he talks about the light. He said, "No man lights a candle and hides it under a bushel, right. but he puts it up on the lampstand mm-hmm. so that all that are in the house can see that light." And so, it when you think about, it, you know, Jesus said, "While I'm here, I'm the light of the world." Right. But you know, he told his uh, followers that uh, when he ascended up. To the Father, he said, now you'll be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, uh, of course, light expels darkness. right? And uh, that's the same thing Jesus did when he came, John chapter 1. It said his life is the light of men. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, it shined the light of God's truth into the hearts of men, in their minds, in their hearts. And uh, so light expels darkness. No matter how, and I know you're talking about it, it seemed like sometimes we hadn't uh, done all that we could do or that we should do, Mm -hmm. but even the smallest light will expel darkness. Darkness. Mm -hmm. And you can, uh, you know, uh, be out on a a football field Mm -hmm. and uh, turn on a flashlight. Well, from what I've read, somebody ten miles away can see that light. Right. No matter how small it is, mm-hmm. they see that light. Right. And uh, or you can, uh, you know, make it a little smaller and say, even in the church sanctuary, mm-hmm. you know, when all the lights are out and mm-hmm. all the doors are shut, uh, it's dark in there. Yeah. You can't see anything, but you strike a match. Mm-hmm. That match will expel darkness wherever that light is. Yeah, and so uh, Christ in us is that light, mm-hmm. and uh, the gospel, the Word of God. Uh, you know, and we're t- uh, Jesus also said. You know, He didn't say make your light shine. Right, He said let. Lit. And there's a lot of people (laughs) trying to make their life shine and they they get embarrassed. Uh, In other words, just live your life before people Mm -hmm. uh, according to the word. If you say you're a Christian, live the Christian life. Right. You know, you you can't dabble in the things of this world and then think you're going to, you know, be a witness for Jesus Mm -hmm. and win people to Christ, you know. Uh, they say, well, you got the same problem I got. Yeah. You know? So we, uh, the Bible, the Apostle Paul, you know, in uh, in the writing to the Corinthian church, he said, come out from among them mm-hmm. and be ye separate. You know, uh, that wasn't a suggestion. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was saying, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. So, we're we're supposed to be different, mm. you know. People will say, "Well, I, I'm afraid that uh, you know, if I uh, you know try to be a Christian, people's gonna make fun of me, and they're gonna say I'm odd." You know, no, we're the only ones that are normal. Right? It's it's the ones that don't know Christ that's abnormal. Yeah. You know, and odd. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you just. Uh, think of uh, you know people with an unrenewed mind to the truth of God's word they're not thinking straight mm-hmm. uh, if if they were thinking straight we wouldn't have all of this junk that is being pushed in society today uh, you know we would we would have the mind of Christ so to speak because uh, I think you use this scripture, Uh, last Sunday or Sunday before last, one or the other, about in Romans 12, verse two, where he said, you know, not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed Mm -hmm. by the renewing of your mind. In other words, we get born again, we invite Christ into our heart and he comes, he forgives us of our sin and he comes into our heart. And, uh, but, then we have to do something with this thing up here. We we call mm-hmm. it a brain, but yeah. it, it, our mind, uh, but it works like a computer. Yeah, you know they say that a computer is only as good as the one that's feeding stuff into. Right. It. Uh, in other words, that computer's going to, uh, you know, retain what you feed into it. Yeah. And so our minds are the same way. Mm-hmm. it'll only retain what you feed into it. Right. And so this mind has to be renewed by the Word of God. Right. Why? So we can thank God thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that a bad thought may float through once in a while, but it's like uh, one old, old preacher said, you know, you, you can't keep a bird from flying over you. Hair yeah. over your head any more than uh, you can, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, do keep a bad thought from coming. and mm-hmm. I mean, it comes, it happens, right? And uh, but it, you don't have to let that bird flying over build a nest in your right. Hair. Mm-hmm. You you can him on, and he'll go on. Yeah. And the same way, when a bad thought comes, you can't let that bad thought. Get a hold in your mind. You have to renew your mind in mm-hmm. the Word of God. Cast down thoughts and imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, and then we also have the flesh to deal with. Yep. You know, we 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 have to do something with our body. Uh, the Apostle Paul said, "I buffet my body." Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, he. Uh, He wasn't saying that, you know, I beat myself up. (laughs) uh, You know, take a knife and cut myself and do all these bad things to my body because our bodies become a temple of the Holy Spirit. But we, uh, by renewing our minds, we can take control of these thoughts and bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And we can uh, make a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, if our flesh starts desiring something that's not, uh, you know, uh, right with the word of God, we can say, no, I won't accept that. Right. I cast it down. I cast that desire away in mm-hmm. the name of Jesus. Because, and you see, we have to do it. Yeah. Uh, God gives us a, ch- a choice. We're still a free moral agent. That, yeah. That's why he said, choose you this day. Whom you will serve, Mm -hmm. and you become slave to whoever you uh, serve. You Mm -hmm. know, whoever you obey, and that's why it's so important for us to settle these things in our heart and in our minds, so we can do something with our life.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, we are, you know, you think about light, uh, you know, that keeps us from stumbling around in the dark. I'm amazed that, uh, you know, a lot of people go uh, to college and, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to higher education. Right. Uh, You know, I think we all could use a little more than what we got. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, they go, you know, four years in college after they graduate from high school, uh, you know, or maybe if they want to become a doctor or lawyer, they have to take, more, uh, you know, college uh, courses and all to be able to go into mm-hmm. those fields, you know. But uh, yet, you know, a lot of them uh, go to college, you know, that four years or however long, and uh, then when they get out, they say they have to leave and travel the world and find out who they are. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, go look in the mirror. Trying that, to that's find her, yourself that's yeah. who you are. You yeah. Know. And uh, so uh, the thing about the Word of God is uh, I'm not confused about who I am. Right. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know who my parents were when I was born, mm-hmm. who I was born to. And uh, I'm also not confused about whether I'm going to heaven or not. Right. Because there's only one way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6 yeah. uh, tells us that. And uh, Jesus, you know, said over and over, I am. Mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. I'm not confused about that. And I made that choice over 50 years ago, Yeah, May the 27th, 1972, yeah. on a Saturday night in West Oakburg Baptist Church, Talks to me 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. And uh, I, I know I've told that so much, you know, that uh, people here, the earth, <laughs> they'll, they'll say it with me whenever I say it, you know. But, uh, the, you know, somebody asked me one time, said, why, why do you say that so much? Because the more I say it, the stronger and the bigger it gets right. on the inside of me. You know, so I, I know I've experienced yeah. the new birth. Jesus yeah. Christ has come into my heart. He's forgiven me of my sin, and I have the peace of God mm-hmm. uh, or peace with God yeah. through the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. Christ according to Romans chapter 5. And uh, But a lot of people have peace with God, but they don't have uh, the peace peace off of god. god yeah and that means in other words when some trouble comes or something uh you know goes a wrong way or something that you wasn't planning on and you get all bent out of shape about it and you don't have peace in your mind uh that's why the bible tells us you know it doesn't mean that we lose the peace of with with god yeah as far as our Salvation is concerned. Mm -hmm. It just means something's happened that I wasn't prepared for. And now I need the peace of God concerning this situation. And uh, so we have to, you know, call upon him. But then I'll I'll share this, and then I'll give it back to (laughs) you. Uh, Two, he said, we we are not only the light of the world. In other words, we've become the light of Jesus Christ to the world. and the salt of right. the earth, mm-hmm. the salt of the world. Well, what what does salt do?
0: It's a preservative. It's a
1: preservative. Mm-hmm. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I like being preserved. I do too. Mm-hmm. And protected. And uh, that's part of the redemptive package. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, actually, if you look up the uh, Greek word for salvation, which is zoe, uh, it means healing, deliverance, preservation, safety, and soundness. Mm-hmm. I, I want the whole package, Yeah, you know. And uh, so salt is a preservative force. Mm-hmm. And there is what you was reading there in Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, you know, that there is a hindering restraint mm-hmm. that's holding the Antichrist back from a period Now, the spirit of Antichrist, we know, right. is already at work. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that spirit is already at work mm-hmm. in the children of disobedience. Yeah. So that spirit is already at work, but the Antichrist himself, the man, the Antichrist, mm-hmm. has not yet been revealed. And according to that scripture, he cannot be revealed until that which restrains or hinders. Right. Is taken out of the way. Mm-hmm. And like you said, a lot of people say, well, that's when the Holy Spirit's taken out, then he'll come on the scene. The Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. No. If he does, <laughs> that means we have to go. Yeah. Because uh, Jesus said in the 16th chapter of John's Gospel, he said, it's a necessity, it's yeah. necessary <laughs> that I go away. For if mm-hmm. I do not go away, the comforter right. will not come. Yep. He said, I'm not going to leave you without comfort. Mm-hmm. I'm not, one translation said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Yeah. In other words, I, I'm going to send somebody else just like me. Well, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. Mm-hmm. Romans chapter 8, <laughs> verse 11 says, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. Right. And so what what Spirit did Christ have? He had the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen. And so, uh, you know, that uh, Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us and reveals Christ to us. And as we study God's Word, He continually is revealing to us what Christ is saying right. And speaking to His church. His body. And uh, so salt is not only a preservative force, but it also does what? Creates
0: thirst. thirst. Yep.
1: You know, you can eat uh, a, a piece of country ham. Yeah. And it, pretty salty. Uh-huh. And, uh, and boy, you, after you eat a big slice of country ham, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't eat it because <laughs> I. I it's good once in a while. I, I wouldn't eat it every day, but yeah. once in a while, a good old piece of country ham with some eggs is pretty good. <laughs> but it creates thirst. And so what I believe that, uh, you know, Jesus is trying to relate to us there when he says now you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We should live our lives Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And by living, it it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, you know, that we do everything uh, perfect. But it means that we should be living our lives in a manner that will others will see Christ in us. Right. I I know you've heard this statement. The only Jesus some people will ever see is what they see in you. That's right. Mm -hmm. And what they see in me and anybody else. That's a Christian and so how are we representing him mm-hmm. I've, I've thought about oh Lord you know I, uh, I'm, I'm not doing as good as I need to right. be representing him in this in this life to create a thirst in others to want to follow my example right you know And so that that's why we uh, you know need the, the word of God in us. To bring salt and light into our spirit, yeah, and that we can present that wherever we go in our
0: lives, yeah, and that's the you know the thing. Even like when you was talking about in uh, John, fourteenth uh, chapter, there, uh, you know, he he is saying there. You know, if you're watching, you're like, well, am I, do I have have I got this checked off? Of have have, am I living this way? Am I? We all miss it. We, but that's the whole point of renewing our minds yeah because the more you the more you stay in this that serving God is easy. yeah when you get out of this <laughs> well, life becomes hard life becomes hard because of condemnation. but now the Bible says therefore now there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. If you miss it, ask for forgiveness yeah move on. Don't hang up on that. And and he said in John chapter 14, don't, don't be worried. Don't be upset. And he says, if I go away, I'm preparing a place for you. Mm-hmm. And if I go away to prepare a place, or he's, you know, and then he says, I'll return. He said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. Mansion in that, if you look up that Hebrew word, means dwelling place. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's creating a dwelling place, then why, why would I go halfway up in the sky and come back down and stay here with him if there weren't somewhere up there he was creating for me to dwell? Mm-hmm. You know, and then if you go on like here in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, he says, because you have kept my command to preserve. Mm-hmm. Well, he was just talking about being salt and light. What is salt? It's a preservative. It preserves. So if if we keep his command and preserve, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. And then verse eleven he says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, that no one may take your crown. So mm-hmm. that's where and then the You know where it's at, uh, where it says, hold fast to our confession of faith. Mm -hmm. We've talked about, that's why, hold fast to the word of God. Hold fast to what you know of God and study the word so that you grow in God. The more you grow in God, the brighter your light becomes, you know. And uh, that's where, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, and I alluded to this a little earlier, but they were talking about, well, you know, look at what we're going through now. I mean, you know, when you look at uh, gas prices, you look at our economy, the recession, you know, now they're talking about another recession, and then you, you're you looking at food shortages, you're looking at price increases, and they're talking about, and all the sickness in the earth, they're talking about, you know, well, uh, that that's tribulation. Well, yeah, it's tribulation, but it's not great. tribulation, because when you study out Scripture, the Bible says that in those days men will seek to find death and shall not find it. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to be here then. And some people, well, you got that escapist mentality. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now you're catching it. Because my whole thing for that is, why would a loving God take his children I've lived my life for him. I've done the best I know according to scriptures to be a Christian, to be a light in the world. Why would he make me go through a great tribulation to the point where it says men shall seek death and shall not find it? And I know people, well, yeah, but God will protect us. No. See, what people don't understand too is there's a difference in the church, the church age we have a different relationship a special relationship that no one before us and no one after us will have even even moses and elijah and, and all the greats david mm-hmm. all of the greats they the old testament saints they will not have the relationship that special covenant that we have as the church. And then when the church is gone, you say, well, yeah, but won't people be saved during the tribulation? Sure. Mm -hmm. But they're not part of the church. The church age will end at the rapture. Those after that, yeah, they'll get to go. But the church age, we're a special age in a special group of people that have lived our life according to the scriptures and according to the lives of Christ. We've tried to emulate or imitate that and now we have a relationship with Him, and it's a special relationship. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and and I'm not going to be here for that. I'm going to be in heaven at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'm going to be eating good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, the Bible, uh, you know, says that they without us cannot be made perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Christ. The Bible says it will take of twain, which is two, Mm -hmm. and make one new man. Mm -hmm. In other words, the Jews and the Mm Gentiles are going to be equal Mm -hmm. in Christ. We'll no longer be separated by that wall of partition. Yeah. And uh, he'll make of two one new man, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll all be one in him. Mm -hmm. But... uh, I like, uh, you know, what you were talking about a little bit before we, uh, you know, uh, started the broadcast, uh, you know, you were talking about the Bible says as it was in the days of Noah, Yeah. you know, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the son of man. Mm-hmm. And we, we know you, you look in Genesis, uh, chapter six, where it talks about the flood of, uh, Noah in Noah's day that, uh, you know, they were marrying and giving in mm-hmm. marriage and they were doing all these things. And uh, you know, it it said that every thought of man now right. think about this. Every thought of man was continually evil mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it's it's bad enough with the thoughts and evil men today. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, that's what brings a lot of the problems uh, that we're facing today. But if it wasn't for the church, if it wasn't for what Christ has done in us, Mm -hmm. given us new life Mm -hmm. and given us a commission, a commandment to go into all the world and tell people about Jesus. That's right. And if if there, if we didn't have that, man, how wicked would this world be? Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, so, again, uh, we are we are that uh, preservative uh, element there. But uh, what was it you said about uh, Noah?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, what part? You know, it says in the last days, so shall it be as it was in the mm-hmm. days of Noah. You know. And it says people were buying and selling. They Mm -hmm. were marrying, giving in marriage. Well, when you study out the great tribulation, these parts of the world were going to be completely destroyed. Mm -hmm. Waters will be poisoned. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things are going to happen. Well, who's going to want to give in marriage in the middle of great famine and destruction? Yeah. That people are not going to be buying and selling. You know, but my, my question was, and it's what I heard this minister say, and I love it. He said, if, if the coming of the Son of Man is to be likened into the days of Noah, he said, then that answers the question for tri- pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. He said, at what point did Noah get in the boat? He got in before the flood. Yeah. Noah didn't get in in the middle of the flood. He didn't swim around and say, well, you know, it's getting pretty rough out here and about everybody else is drowned. I think I'll just go ahead and get all the animals and my family and we're going to get in the boat. Yeah. He didn't wait till the flood was over. I mean, if he had waited till the flood was over, what's the point of getting in the boat? Yeah. And we know that the boat is the type of Christ. It's the cleft of the rock. Mm-hmm. So Noah got in the boat. Before the flood, and who shut the door? God. God shut the door, <laughs> the same one that's coming yeah. to get his church yeah. before the great tribulation. And then the other thing was, is, you know, the Bible talks about that it would be like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. and in the days oh. of Lot. Mm-hmm. Well, Sodom and Gomorrah could not be destroyed till Lot and his four was it four daughters. Mm-hmm because they were the only righteous that could be found were took or taken out of Sodom and Gomorrah then judgment came upon Sodom and Gomorrah. well until the righteous the hinder and restraint is taken out those wrath judgments of God cannot come on the earth
1: yeah here in first Thessalonians I saw this verse of scripture just a moment ago uh, in first Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, verse nine, he says, "For God hath not appointed us to wrath, mm-hmm. but to obtain salvation." You, or you could say, deliverance. Billy, yeah. Because if, as I said, if you look up the Greek word mm-hmm. for salvation, which is Zoe, uh, it says healing, deliverance. Yeah. Preservation, mm-hmm. safety, and sound. Mm-hmm. God's not appointed us to be in His wrath, right? He will. And uh, somebody said, "Well, well God could protect us through the tribulation?" Well, yes, yeah. He could. He will, just just like He did and will uh, the some of the Hebrew children in mm-hmm. Israel. He'll protect the remnant through the tribulation. But uh, in Luke 21, 36, I had a, a young man one time, uh, you know, we was talking about uh, this. And uh, he said, what makes you think you're any better mm-hmm. to escape the tribulation than them that have to go through it? I said, I'm not any better than they are. But I said, I'm taking Jesus at his word. Mm-hmm. Luke 21, verse 36, Jesus said, watch. (laughs) Watch for Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Watch for his coming, you know. And he said, watch and pray. Why? That you may be counted worthy to escape that Mm -hmm. hour. What hour? The hour of the tribulation, great tribulation, and that you can stand before the Son of Man.
2: Yep.
1: You see? So I'm taking Jesus at his word. And uh, you know, uh I I think too, if uh, uh I know we may not have time to get into it tonight, but uh I believe if if, if people fully understood yeah. the resurrection, yeah, they can see how the resurrection is in order. Mm-hmm. Everything God does is in order. Yeah. You see, it's, I know sometimes when the, uh, you know, we have what we call a Holy Ghost meeting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Spirit of God gets on people and some's shouting and uh, rejoicing. Some may be running, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, others praising God and doing things. Dancing before the Lord, you know. They think, boy, them, that's a bunch of crazy people, you know. Yeah. But yet it's in order. Yeah. God God does everything in order. And the resurrection is in order. Mm-hmm. Is it, it, There's no chaos right. or confusion in, right. in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. If you study 1 Corinthians 15... Uh, you know, the Bible said they were some, you know, like like uh, it was talking there in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that uh, some that were teaching that the day of Christ had already come. Mm-hmm. You know, and Paul said, you know, and some even thinks I've written a letter and sent it out saying that he's come, you mm-hmm. know. And then he goes on to tell them, said, but that day will not come until there be a falling away first and, yeah. uh, you know, and that man of sin be revealed. Uh, so, and then he talked about the hindering restraint. But, uh, you know, we uh, we believe, in, and as I said, there's so many scriptures uh, that you can relate to the return of Christ. Uh, it it I, I remember years ago there were those that were saying you know the church would go through the tribulation and uh, that that word uh, rapture is not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it. I've read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you said, the that phrase called up mm-hmm. this uh, is taken from the Greek word mm-hmm. rapido. Mm-hmm. Like you say, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, right right or not, but it means to snatch away by force. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, God is going to catch us up to meet the Lord. Didn't Jesus say in the 14th chapter... He said, if I go away, I will. Will come again. He said, maybe, if the Father tells me to, or if we see fit somewhere, we work it in our schedule. He said, if I go away, I will. And they, they tell me that there's no, you can't make any stronger assertion in the word of God than to say, I will or I shall. Mm-hmm. You you can't make a stronger assertion than that. Yeah, And Jesus said, I will. Mm-hmm. So it's just like uh, when, uh, you know, the leper met him and, you know, and said, you, you can heal me if you will. Well, what did Jesus he say? He said, I will. I will. Mm-hmm. He say, "I might, mm-hmm. or you know, if if uh, if you know, I'll pray about it and see what my yeah. father said, uh, you know, or if I can find the time." He said, "I I will." Mm-hmm. In other words, he couldn't tell him any stronger. Yeah, he would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, "I will." Yeah, and then he did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when he said, "I will come again." He couldn't make any stronger assertion Mm -hmm. than that.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I will come again. So we know he's coming. Mm -hmm. Another thing we might look at for just a little bit is in the 24th chapter of Matthew, the disciples asked Jesus what, you know, he was talking about uh, the time would come when they'd not be looking over the city there not be one stone left upon another mm-hmm. and uh, from what i've studied they say that that happened in AD 70 mm-hmm. when, uh uh titus you know invaded yeah. uh jerusalem you know but uh it, he that's when they ask him uh and of course he was referring to a, a latter day incident like mm-hmm. that too you know Uh, But that's when they asked him, you know, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: See, and and, uh, he said, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? They weren't talking about a rapture. right? They were talking about when are you going to come and establish Mm -hmm. your kingdom here on earth? And so Jesus answered them from a Jewish perspective,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. when And that's all they were concerned about, yeah. is when are you coming to establish your kingdom here on the earth? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, no man knows the day or the hour, not even the angels of heaven, mm-hmm. only the Father. So uh, he's talking there, and what the way he answered them, you understand, was from a Jewish perspective, you see. And uh, so... Really, when you think about it, we we he gave the signs, and uh, you know one of the first things he said was, "See that no man deceive." Mm-hmm. That means there's going to be a lot of deception in the last day, and not only about the coming of the Lord, but about government. And you can see that, matter of fact, in Luke 21. Uh, Verses 25 through 28, it talks about there'd be signs. Mm -hmm. Well, they were signs Jesus talked about in Matthew, you know, and he said there'd be false Christ, false prophets, and there'd be uh, wars and rumors of war, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And he said, but you see that you be not troubled. Right he said these things must needs be mm-hmm. and these are the beginning of sorrows mm-hmm. and then in luke 21 verse 25 he said there will be signs also in the sun the moon and the star and in the earth mm-hmm. distress of nation mm-hmm. with perplexity yeah. you think about it there's probably not a, a nation on the face of this earth mm-hmm. That's not going through some kind of distress, Mm -hmm. chaos, and the leaders are perplexed. Yeah. They don't know how to solve the problem. And uh, they, you know, of course, they were talking about and have been talking about gun laws, uh, you know, making stricter gun laws and things to try to curb the violence. But... uh, It's it's like this. It's it's kinda funny, but it 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 is and yet it's not funny because people are being killed. But said, you know, what are guns doing? Mm -hmm. Running, you know, grow legs and they're running down the street shooting people. No, people shoot people. Mm -hmm. You know. It's it's not a gun problem, it's people problem. Yeah. It's a sin problem. Yeah and Jesus is the cure for the sin problem. Yeah, absolutely. It's the blood of Jesus. And uh, but they're perplexed about it. They mm-hmm. they don't know how to solve the crime. You you got the, you know there's laws uh, not only God's law, but there's man's law that are against the way you treat mm-hmm. your fellow human being. Yeah. You know, and uh, but really, our laws, man's laws, should be, and most of a lot of them are, based on Scripture, how mm-hmm. you're to treat one another. And every person has a right to, you know, to uh, freedom, to have prosperity, and, uh, you know, to, to be free to come and go and do certain things. Mm-hmm. Ever inalienable rights, you know, yeah. the, the Constitution said. And, and so— uh, you know, but, but if taking guns away from people is not going to stop the violence. Right. I mean, the ones that's doing the killing, they don't know Jesus. Right. The ones that are committing the crimes, doing the drugs, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, committing murder and robbery and stealing and doing all these things, they, they don't know God. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a law to curb that. Mm-hmm. If they would just enforce the laws they have, yeah. they could curb the violence. Mm-hmm. But you, you've got rioters that's against police mm-hmm. and they're trying to take the police's life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And the police are just doing the job they're hired to do. Mm-hmm. But how can they protect the citizens of uh, of the United States when their own government and their own mayors of cities won't let them enforce the law?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And and so uh, what what. The problem is in the world is is not a gun problem. Yeah. The problem is a sin problem. Sin problem. problem. Mm-hmm. And the blood of Jesus is the only thing that'll cure that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's like I I said to a guy I said, you know, Cain took a rock and killed Abel. Well, that rock was used for evil. Yeah. If they had outlawed rocks, then what? What would David have done to Goliath? <laughs> he wouldn't have had no. He wouldn't rock have had a rock, would he? The, the, the you know, throw it but it, the, it right. goes to the back to that of the heart of men, and there's no other biblic, biblical prophecy. There's no other prophecy spoken of in the Bible that has to be fulfilled for the rapture to happen. There's no sign given for the rapture. Mm-mm. All those
1: signs that were given to us. For the coming. So
0: if we've looked at every prophecy that's been fulfilled up until now, which there's, we, our generation has seen more Bible prophecy fulfilled than any generation from the beginning of time until now. All that's been done, and that means that at any time, the coming of the Son of Man could happen. So if, if he's that close, then how much closer the rapture. is the rapture of the church? Yeah. And that's, you know, even Paul said, you know, when he was in the book of Revelation in chapter 4, and this is where, this is the last chapter that you hear about the church until what, 20 or 22?
1: In uh, verse uh, 19. Or, yeah, That's Revelation 19, nineteen verses eleven through. 12. Yeah,
0: that after after these verses here in chapter four, you, you, don't, you don't hear yeah. about the church again till chapter nineteen. Mm-hmm. But he said in Revelation chapter four, the first two verses, he said after these things. Now that was when the re, he had just got done writing the rebukes to the churches, yeah. so that they could be ready for the return of Christ. He says. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet. Now, what did we read at the beginning? He was coming with the sound of a trumpet. Mm -hmm. So that's that voice speaking to me, saying what? Come up here. Mm -hmm. And it says, and I will show you things which must come to place after this. Then verse 2, and I love this, because after the voice, after he heard, come up here, what's the next thing? It says, immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one set on that throne. And then it goes on to describe what he looked like. But you see, there again, immediately, We're going to get caught up, Mm -hmm. and we have to be caught up so that that lawless one, and like we was talking about earlier, you know, we were salt and light, and I've used this analogy before, but during the daytime, if I took a small lamp and took the lampshade off and set it out here between the sidewalk and the street and turned it on, everybody that drives by, maybe a few people would notice that lamp. Mm-hmm. But you let it get dark like it is right now and leave that lamp setting. Even though it's a small lamp and nobody noticed it in the daytime. But then at night, even from the top of the hills in both directions, when they top those hills, they would see that lamp shining, sitting between the sidewalk and the street. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the darkness. Yeah. The darkness will cover the earth, gross <laughs> darkness to people. And you see, when you look at that gross darkness now, that goes back to Noah. Mm-hmm. Every evil thought that they could imagine, Mm -hmm. they were doing. Mm -hmm. And you see that in in our time now. So it's not that, yeah, we're going to go through this great tribulation and it's going going to, uh, people's thoughts, they can't get any worse than they are now. No. And that's why the only thing that's restraining what those evil thoughts are is the church. Yeah. So the only way that the antichrist and that spirit can fulfill what it's wanting to do on the earth or what it thinks it's going to accomplish on the earth is for that church to be taken out. Mm. It's the church and it's not, no, it's not the church be silenced. You can't silence the church. Mm. They've tried. It don't work. We have to be taken out of the way and You know, I know uh, again, we talked earlier. Some people say, well, yeah, but no, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit is going to be taken away from the earth, then you explain to me how people can get saved during the tribulation because the Bible says that no man, that means no man, no woman, no child, whatever, can come to the Father lest the Spirit. Draw him. Draw him. If the Spirit's not on the earth, then no man can get saved. So he has to still be here. He's just not in a strong force because he's working as a Spirit and not through each one of us in whom he lives. Mm -hmm. You see, each one of us, when we accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, and we now become a voice piece Mm -hmm. for the Master. Mm -hmm. Well, when all those voice pieces are taken away, Who's the voice? Mm-hmm. It's not as loud, yeah. so that's why you know I believe, and you know I know people can come up well, but if you look at this, and then you know you look at this, I've looked at every way you can look, and and I'm you know uh, I'd, I'd be glad to discuss it with anybody that thinks different, but I, I'm not I'm not wanting to get into no heated argument. If you want to believe mid trib and post trib, you you can believe that. I'm not I'm not gonna bash you about that. You you have that right. But for the people that are listening that that want to know this is why we believe what we believe. Take these scriptures that we've talked about tonight, study them for yourself, and don't just read that scripture. Look in the margin of your notes and do cross references to other scriptures. And that's how you'll find where I believe There's no argument anymore. Mm -hmm. The church has to be taken out before the Antichrist can come. And you have to understand that it's one thing to have tribulation, but none of God's children, none of the church, will experience his wrath. Mm -hmm. You say, we we don't know God's wrath. Mm -hmm. Grace, the dispensation of grace, mercy and grace grace has kept us. Mm -hmm. From the wrath of God. So when we're taken away grace, and see, that's the other thing people don't, when when the church is raptured, so is grace and mercy. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Because what? It was for the church. That grace is not there. Now, do I believe that people's going to be saved and that God will protect them? Sure. But it's still a different thing than the grace and mercy that was afforded to the church. Because when you get saved in the tribulation, you still may have to be a martyr. You may die for Christ.
1: Well, no doubt there'll you know. be a lot of martyrs uh, in the church. But I mean, during the tribulation, because uh, Revelations, mm-hmm. you know, talked about. It. But, uh, you know, there'll be preaching of the gospel during the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about uh, in, I believe, Re- Revelations chapter 7 about 144,000 Jewish evangelists, mm-hmm. still 12,000 out of the 12 tribes of Israel, that they will preach mm-hmm. you know, during that first half of the tribulation. Uh, and then in Revelations 14, they're before the throne
0: of God. Right. You
1: know, so how did they get
0: there? Yeah, how did they get there? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so then, you know, the two prophets come, In the last half, during when the wrath of God is being poured out upon the earth, the two prophets witness and speak the word of God. Uh, And uh, one scripture says that even there's an angel that flies through the heavens preaching the gospel. Mm. Some say that's a satellite, you know, which, uh, you know, maybe, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the only way John could describe it but the word of God will be being preached during that whole mm-hmm. seven-year period of uh, tribulation on the earth. Uh, but, and, and the Bible says there's a number so great that no man can number that will come out of every nation, kindred, tongue, and tribe on the face of the earth. The greatest revival, I know we, we preach about revival and we want revival. We need revival. Mm-hmm. And I believe revival is coming, you know, and uh, people have to be hungry for it. They have to want it. They have to desire it. Yeah. And uh, God will honor that. But uh, I believe the greatest revival this world will ever know is during the tri- uh, Great Tribulation. Right. You know, because it said there'd be such a number that no man could number, that will come out of great tribulation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, there'll there'll be people being saved. I know in Revelations 13, it talks about that uh, the Antichrist was given power to make war with the saints. And people say, see there, see there, there's the church in in the tribulation. Mm Because it it says he was given power to make war with the saints. That's tribulation saints. Right, not church saints. Now it don't mean that they can't become a part of the church body, mm-hmm. because the if you read the uh, Revelations chapter twenty, the resurrection of the righteous it began with Christ. Uh, you know, he's the first fruits according to First Corinthians fifteen, and. Uh, so the first resurrection then you know, and it said Christ the first fruits, and then every man in his own order mm-hmm. in revelations twenty and verse five he's he's talking about uh, that many of them let me let me uh have we got what time, have we Wait, got time to
0: just, yeah so just, just a few minutes so that,
1: okay. Uh, here in Revelations chapter 20, beginning at verse 4, he said, I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Mm -hmm. So the first resurrection began with Christ. He's the first fruits of them that slept. There's been, you know, Old Testament people were raised from the dead. Yeah. Jesus raised a young lad from the dead. Mm-hmm. He raised Lazarus from the dead, but they died again. Yeah. Jesus was the first man raised from the dead to immortality, never to taste death again. And uh, But then every man in his own order. I believe the church will be the next ones <laughs> that's going to be in that order. And then the saints that are uh, saved during the tribulation, at the end of the tribulation, they will be resurrected. And uh, so it will end with that uh, at the end of the fir- uh, tribulation. Mm-hmm. That's the first resurrection. That's, and, and then he said, but the rest of the dead.
2: Yeah,
1: Who's he talking about here? He's talking about the wicked. Mm-hmm. There's a thou- This is the first time Jesus said in John's gospel that uh, some will be raised to... Uh, Everlasting life and some to everlasting damnation.
0: Damnation, yeah.
1: But here is the only place we see where it lets us know that there's a thousand years that separate the two resurrections. Mm -hmm. And so all the righteous dead up until the end of the tribulation Mm -hmm. will be a part of the first resurrection.
2: Yeah.
1: And then the Wicked dead will not be raised until Mm -hmm. after the thousand-year reign of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it said, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection on such the second death. Mm -hmm. Here he refers to uh, the resurrection of the wicked dead as a The second death. Mm -hmm. You say, well, they're already dead. What does it mean? It means they're eternally Mm -hmm. separated from God. Right. You think about that. To be eternally damned and separated from God. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Never, ever, never, ever, never, ever getting any rest or any peace. And that, he said, but the second death has no power over them. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Yeah. So, from the Christ, the first fruits, until the last that are caught up at the end of the tribulation, mm-hmm. that's the first resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then we rule and reign with Christ for yeah. 1,000 years.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be. Good times. Yes. But yeah, uh, Tim had asked, where I use that scripture, Tim Schofield's uh-huh. watching, uh, about where it says, no man come to the Father lest the Spirit draw him. And that's John six forty four. And it said, no man can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Uh-huh. And that's where we get that about lest the Spirit draw, yeah. because the Spirit's the one that does the drawing. Yeah. Because you're not drawn from out here. Yeah, you're drawn from here. Yeah, you're in, even though your spirit man may be dead to the to because of sin, the the life giving spirit is on. The, he, he comes inside and starts drawing you. Yeah. You don't just head knowledge decide you're going to serve God. No, yeah. it's heart. Yeah, it's the spirit on the inside. It, it draws you. So no man can come to the Father unless they're drawn. Yeah, and it has to be in here. Yeah. And that's where we get that about saying that no man can come to the Father lest the Spirit draws him. Right. Yep. Yeah. But uh but anyway, guys, our time is up. And we appreciate each and every one of you again hanging on with us. And uh if you've got any topics, anything you'd like to hear us discuss, any questions you have, uh things that you'd like to see us do on the podcast, hey, drop us a note, let us know. Uh we're we're look forward to getting into different conversations and topics, of uh, things you may be wondering, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But uh, we, at, other than that, we just live every week a surprise. <laughs> you, you don't know what we'll be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, at any rate, God bless each and every one of you. Again, thank you for tuning in. Remember to like and share. Do your part to spread the gospel, and we'll see you again next week. Amen. We'll mm-hmm.